When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more. And Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more. And Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today. Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. 
Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Clock. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Clock. A camel shut Get you're you're going. You're, so you're complaining that we're late because you've got to go to ghetto golf. Yeah, I got clients coming. Go 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 go. What? What's that mean? Clients. What does that mean what, to it's us? The term, it's the term you use when you when you earn big money. I, I remember the time where you were desperate to come on the fighting cock. Please, please, Flav, please, oh, can I come on? That never happened. Did happen. In fact, you were the one that asked me to come on. I'll come on, someone. Okay. Your mum. Your mum. Okay. Well, she's ill, so that'd be good well, for you. You. Can, you can't keep using that excuse as well, by the way. Every time I mention your mum, you can't keep saying, well, she's ill. Well, yeah, but you're you're saying don't use it every time you mention my mum like it's something you have to do. Like it's unfair on you for me to bring it up. Love is the victim here. <laughs> I am the victim. <laughs> T, sorry, I am the victim. Uh, Polonius, how are you doing, mate? Good, good, mate. All yep. good. It's all good in the world of Tottenham Hotspur, isn't it? Yeah, it is, mate. It is. Um, that is nice. Have you noticed... Oh, wait, was that, was that we were recording all that? Yep. Oh, is that, is that okay? Yeah. T, can you talk directly into your mic? Yeah, well, now. There we go. Beautiful. I didn't real. I didn't realise. I know, but uh, I like to keep you on your on your, on your toes, boys. I like to sit, like I'm, like. Can I get some sort of personal information out there to the, the tens of thousands of people that listen to this podcast? And the answer, generally, <laughs> if Alex is on, yes, I can. Someone tweeted me today saying I've been goated. I don't know that what mean? that means. I don't, I don't know. know. I was hoping you did. No, I don't know. Sorry. Um, what did it say? Just a reply to the pod tweet saying I was on, saying Alex from Bristol has been goated. I don't know what that means. Maybe you're the greatest of all time. I don't know. Yeah, Doesn't that, that uh, for, to me, that sounds like he's been done by the greatest of all time. Uh, ergo, I'm the greatest of all time. Oh, I don't know. Maybe Goatsy. Remember that? Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. I do remember that. Uh, Flonius, can you can you try and explain to us why Alex from Bristol is so eager to get on the pod recently? Uh, <laughs> I've been on two. Why is he so eager, T? Uh, I think... Um... I think I think he's got like you know when someone does a content and and they and they, rep, and they focus on one single person in the crowd, mm. like they're singing every song to them. That's what Alex is doing. <laughs> Alex knows that he's new. He's he's he loves, he's in love. He's absolutely completely in love with this woman, and she, and she is listening to this podcast right now. So I want to say to you, girl, you've got a good one there. So you bloody take care of him because if you don't. We're going to expose you on this podcast. Is that is that too much? It's too much. It? I That's a bit much. Yeah, I can't. I, I, yeah. What's this a, doesn't happen to other members of the podcast. Alex, what's her name? We don't share anything. What's her name? <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> what's her name now? We're not. To- Can we talk about Tottenham now, please? No, absolutely not. We want to talk about your private life. No, because if we're doing this, then I will do it too. 
And if I'm if I'm having to, to go down, you and particularly you are coming down with me. I can't see. I, do you want to play? Do you want to play this game? No, no, I don't because I I can't 100 percent guarantee that I haven't. Like no, I no, I don't, absolutely don't want to play this game. Okay, let's talk about Tottenham then, my friend. I, I, a couple of times he says, "I think I love this girl." In the WhatsApp, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> this is the one. This is episode 45 of the Fighting Cop Podcast, season 11. Joined on the line by Alex from Bristol and Felonius Phil. How are you doing, boys? Good, good. Tottenham Hotspur are flying, aren't they? Are they? Absolutely, mate. Uh, Alex, are we flying? Pretty average, if you ask me. Really? Are you doing this? Are you just you're being you're being bullshit now because I've just. Um, been a dick. I'm going to ruin your. I've already ruined one WhatsApp group for you in the past. I'm going to do another one. No, we're very good. I've enjoyed it thoroughly. <laughs> um, did, you, did, you, did you see that it actually, for the record, it wasn't you? <laughs> Kulusevsky, um, he, he played 22 minutes of football. According to Twitter, uh, Tottenham Twitter, he's, he's garbage, he's shit. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know why this is the best place to start, but I feel like it's such. It's got to come to a position, and I think T, because of your recent sort of, you know, newfound ideas about using your phone and social media, in that mm-hmm. don't use them. Um, it, it kind of leads into the fact that this, like, when Spurs fans or fans of any football club say something on Twitter, it needs to be ignored, almost to the complete hundred percent of the intent of the tweet. Everything about it needs to be ignored, ignored, right? Yeah, I mean, um, he looks a bit ungainly. He's all arms and legs. I didn't realise he was getting actual criticism. Uh, he's shit, I mean, apparently. He's, a... he's shit. He's a bad signing. 22 wow, minutes. Wow, that's, that's a bit excessive. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say he's a bad signing. He just reminds me a bit of Chadley in that doesn't have a, doesn't have a um, concrete position to, to play in. Always in the right place, though. We don't Always know anything about place. him. We don't know anything about him. Um, but, you know, we've, he's played 21, 22 minutes of football for our first team. And, and there are people out there making complete, undivided, complete assumptions about the qualities of a player based on 22 minutes. Can you... T- uh, uh, Flav, Ben Tanker is the best player that's ever lived. He, he played the, the same amount of time. So <laughs> I take your point. You've got to take the rough with the smooth, I'll take you? your point. I'll take your point. He is, he is world class. I've watched also... that back about 100 times. Yeah. You're also like what? What's really happened with Kules- with whatever his name is Kuleski? I'm never quite sure how to pronounce it. Um, is there's probably been about nine people that have said that, no, but it's been a lot more. It's just, but it's it's you know what happens? Like you know, it only takes to be. It could be t- even if it was thirty people, right? That's nothing. But you will have seen maybe, or we all will have seen if we see six, seven, eight tweets in a row, that constitutes everyone because then we talk about it. It's nonsense. Or, 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 or my, my advice to everybody was that if anybody disagrees, if anyone tweets anything that you don't agree with, mute them, and then they disappear forever. And eventually, just there'll be this angry little ball of hate that exists that no one hears apart from each other on Twitter. I think that's the that that's the the way to move forward in this debacle we find ourselves. Did they, did they go into particulars, by the way? Of course they didn't, no, no. because that would mean actually understanding what he'd done wrong, rather than just a vague idea about him being shit. Well, no one said anything, just saying. That no, well, let's up. let's let's have it. Let's. I mean, if you if you're looking at it objectively, like when he came on, <clears throat> and we had a couple of kind of moments where we were we're ready to catch him on the break, 
And he did a little bit of that, <clears throat> that lamella type thing, you know, where in, instead of just kind of bursting forward or going down the outside and going past whoever's there, he'd stop, he brought it into his left foot, made a, a slightly more simple pass, and it, it slowed down a couple of attacks. But like you say, he's, you know, he's 20 minutes, five minutes at that point into his debut. He doesn't want to lose the ball, doesn't want to, you know, do anything that's going to be higher risk. You know, maybe well, he doesn't do that in general, but it, it was that's it, what it was. It was the fact that it slowed down a couple of attacks. And it's, he, he set up an, an like almost sort of an easy chance for your mate Bergwijn. Past My him. mate Bergwijn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you, love uh, him, you love him to bits. Yeah, exactly. And I, I said that. I said that in the group. But look, you know, Bergwijn scores that like like I would have, and you know he would have gotten an assist. Yeah, on his yeah, debut. Yeah. There we go. There we go. Um, uh, overall. T, what, what what did you make of, make of the game? Because it was, you know, this is... I was a little bit gutted, but I, I didn't realise until about a week before that it was um, an FA Cup game. And I was kind of like... <laughs> I, was, I wanted it to be a Premier League game. I'm not fucking like, fuck the FA Cup until the, the quarterfinals or the semifinals and then and then let's concentrate on it. But right now, who gives a shit? Um, but um, it, it was kind of like... This is Premier League uh, opposition. They were very, very good, I thought, through 90 minutes, apart from being completely blunt, getting it into the box and, and, and not having a great deal of... Uh, basically, they're, they're, they're a world-class strike, a world-class side, as long as they get this world-class striker that they're never going to get because they're Brighton. Um, but, yeah. but, but, but what did you make for, for the performance and the result overall? It was a good cup tie. It was a traditional cup tie, you know, back and forth. Um, you know, they've got they've got very good players. Lamptey and Cucurella had, had decent games. Uh, um, I thought Spurs looked in control. I was more focused on, you know, Romero being back. I just, you know, spent most of the game gushing over him. Um, and I just think that there's so many performances that just made me feel a lot more optimistic. We've got a lot of um, games coming up, away games particularly, and... Um, Felt, felt pretty good. Um, the two new guys came on and did okay. Um, I think with Bilicefsky, this looks a bit ungainly more than anything. I don't think he was bad. This looks a bit awkward with it. But once he gets his, once he gets used to the Premier League and the pace of it, I think I think he'll be fine. But overall, I think the main thing was getting through, and you know we did that. It could have been four or five, in my opinion, towards the end. But there you go. Indeed, Alex, what's your take home from the game? Yeah, very similar. I thought um, <clears throat> I felt comfortable throughout. Uh, I thought we played really, really well. It was enjoyable to watch. That's the type of game that I think we've all missed. A game where you can come into it feeling relatively confident and then they put in a relatively confident performance and it was all pretty straightforward. With a wonderful first goal from Kane, that was just delicious. As soon as it left uh, his foot, you was like, that's him. Yeah, it was just... Oh. Yeah, it was great. And that's, you know, as much as I still not quite the same with him yet, but he keeps doing that and I'll have to I'll have to just accept that, you know, I'm I'm fighting a losing battle. But let, 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 um, let, let's talk about Harry Kane then. Let, let's talk about him now because we have to do it because it does feel like I, I saw um a uh, statistic earlier or, or some some information basically. Uh, Tottenham's last five home games, um four wins, 13 goals scored, three goals conceded. Five minutes behind and thirteen points win, and Harry Kane at home has been 
central to all of that. So, uh, I mean, is it a case of us just being like, well, we understand what happened in the summer. It feels like a long, long time ago. I made some statements that I probably didn't mean. I was angry. I lashed out, Alex. I lashed out. I lashed out at him. I said, maybe he shouldn't play for our football club ever again. But now he's playing good. I'll take it all back. Yeah, I mean, nothing's going to change. Unless he stays this summer and does everything again next year. You know, if if this summer comes along and he's, he's still angling for a move, then... Yeah, you know, we. I don't think any of us blamed him. You know, we're just going over old ground. No, no, no one blamed him. It was just the way it went about, and then it was just us accepting that. All right, it might not quite feel the same now. Um, not to say that it doesn't feel good, but just not. You know, not quite the same. It's, uh, I, and I think that'll be a very individual thing. Like for me, I, I can already feel like it's. I've I've forgotten about it already, but. There's an element of pride where I'm like, no, I mean, I'll celebrate for you and I'll, I'll shout, but not, not as loud as last time because you know, I can't let you win. So you're, but, you, you, but previously you was willing to take him hard into your mouth, but now you're sort of willing to dr- let him drop a semi onto your tongue. I, I mean, yeah, if you want to, if you want to, <laughs> yeah, if you want to describe it in those terms, I think, yeah, you've nailed it, mate. Well done. You're quite the, <laughs> quite the poet. Uh, but. The, the only thing that bothers me, right, is I'd like because he is just so good, and you know him just dropping off into midfield and stuff, and, and we're seeing more of that now. And the second goal actually was quite a testament. You saw a bit of it, you know, him helping start the move, and then you know running in to finish it. That's what I don't think we were seeing before. I don't think he would have ran that extra ten, fifteen yards to go and put that in to make sure that went in the net. Maybe three months ago. Maybe I'm wrong. But I don't. I didn't feel that at the time. Yeah, and that's what's changed a little bit for me. I think. I mean, and it was all down to that that third goal that made it comfortable. Whereas it, it, it we, you know, we were two 0 up, and they they had a lot of possession towards the end of the second half, and then the first ten minutes of, of the second half, they were very good, and then inevitably the goal came, although it was a deflection, a heavy deflection, um, and then we we rebounded fantastically uh, to. to to score a third and it was less of a worry to you. What did you make of that change of events? It kind of felt a little bit like, and I keep saying it every now and then, it's like a bit, a little bit Pochettino-esque. Yeah. Is that, I'm, I'm really, is that, I'm, I'm re- oh, well, what was Alex's sound? What does that mean? I just, I, I feel like you're jinxing it when you say it. You can't make a sound like that and then just, just let it just disappear into the ether. What do you, what, what is it? What's the problem? Well, I just feel like it's, like it's just jinxing it. What you mean? We're, we're jinxing what Pochettino never won for Spurs. Don't I'm not having <laughs> Talk to T. What, what, what are we jinxing here? <laughs> I don't know, but I just don't. You say, them mean things. You, you say mean things about Dad, and then and then you're just like saying, "Oh, I wish we could be as good as we were under Dad." No, you I'm don't not. have the right to talk about Dad. <laughs> Your stepdad's in town now. Respect him. <laughs> go on, go on. <laughs> T. Um, well, I'm really happy you asked me that because um, those Brighton fans were a bit trappy. Um, were they? On the way to the ground, a few of them singing seagulls around the stadium, um, around, the, on, around the road, around the stadium. And, you know, they were getting a bit trappy when, you know, when I think when Tunnel Up. And, you know, there were every, I don't know if you remember, there was an Everton game a number of years ago, and it was always like handball, handball for every decision. So, I don't know, ball went near someone's hand and was like, handball, handball. <laughs> It was a bit like that on um, Saturday. Like every time there was a foul, they were like screaming, you know. And um, so they got the goal back, and they were, you know, 
jumping around all excited and within a minute we shut them up so it's a thing of beauty that's what i missed about you know the football is just little things like that that you don't really catch on tv and these well obviously the fans are at the other end of the stadium now but they were a bit trapping we shut them up that was nice i've never ever even contemplated going around uh, an opponent's football stadium and going chickens chickens ever (laughs) <laughs> never do that I'm going to be do. honest though Flav I, I've walked around Stanford Bridge and sit, I sang a until I die yeah but that, that's not that's not the same as singing a bird the bird a, a, a seagull or an eagle or we never ever ever said chickens or cockerels oh, we're, we're, cockerels. we're really breaking this down now aren't we yeah we're, we're just not as pathetic as them is what I'm saying you could just scream cocks that'd be nice cocks Cocks! 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 I'll up for that as well. It's like American Power, they said MILF. for this day. Cock! Cock! Yeah. Cock! Over and over again till we score. Respect like the cock. Tame the... <laughs> forget it, doesn't matter. Um, so... Banners and shit. I, 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 I want to know, generally, again, like we ask this question every now and then, but where you're at with, with Conte, um, there's no denying that he is our greatest or most likely route to having some semblance of success. And yeah. it felt like another demonstration of that. Brighton did have a lot of play. They had a lot of possession. Uh, we never really were ripped open. But did, what, what, what did you make of the fact that we didn't try and control the game in terms of possession? We were happy to let Brighton have it and then try and hit them in the break because it worked a few times. Oh. Um yeah, I, I think you're right. I think it was just very evident that it was just another step in the right direction. Like, it's difficult to describe, you know, if you're not going to go into it tactically or whatever, then the only way you can describe it is, I think you, your levels of comfort increase whilst watching Tottenham. And that was yeah. that was just another example of it. You know, and I think, I mean, Romero makes such a huge difference. Um, what did you think of his performance, though? Just uh, uh, just brilliant. Like, he had a little moment, didn't he, on the halfway line and stuff. And I think that's just, you're going to get that with him from time to time. But for everything else that he does, it's just so commanding. But without being shouty-shouty, you know, smashing into players left, right and centre commanding, it's just commanding and he just sees the picture in front of him. You know, that's why we see him pop in, like sneak in and sneaking in front of players as the ball's trying to be played to their feet. Uh, in our in our last third, and he'll make mistakes, and there'll be a couple of times where he doesn't judge that quite right. But for the most part, he will. And you can just see with those types of players, it gives other players confidence around them. I mean, Davinson Sanchez is arguably the most improved player under Conte so far. Yeah, you know, because yeah, I saw a tweet about that earlier. What, that, that I mean, that's not a. I mean, he, yeah, that, that's that's not even a bold statement. I think it's kind of evident. It's right up there, you know. And the sign of good managers, and we and we saw this under Pochettino as well, is is there's players that suddenly start to, you know. I thought Winks was really really good. You see, you had Winks, uh, uh, Sanchez. I think Skip is 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 getting better all the time. I'm still not sold on Hoyberg, but hopefully um, Benton Kerr will will solve that uh, little problem. But I miss someone as well. I I I don't really need to say his name. <laughs> but, tell, but I will tell you now that I stood up and clapped that ball from the that he played over to Harry Kane. What on your own? On my own, I stood up <laughs> and clapped. I missed that, Alex. <laughs> Clapping on his own. I think it's come. It's come to a point. If you're applauding the player that you previously wanted bombed out your football club, you need to make an apology. I think. 
Well, I, I don't need to apologize about anything because I, 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 I apologized last time because, because I went, I went too hard too early. I felt, but I was, I, the, I also shouldn't have apologized because it was only, it only lasted two months and then he was back to shite again and maybe look like a mug. On my yeah, own I podcast. know, I know, but he, he's got, he's got his new dad in town now, hasn't he? He's got his proper And dad. if he keeps playing like this, honestly, it just it, brilliant. Just so, so good. Everything I love about a defender. Like, just not particularly full of, no real nonsense, just get stuff done, nice, goes about his job quietly, spreading little passes around. I'm going to put something to you, Alex, right? If he he continues uh, at this level, which is like 6.5 to 7, for the rest of the season, every game, you have to apologise, but also, also, you have to call Conte daddy. You you might, you might, you might... I'm all right right with calling Conte Dad, that's fine. No, that's Daddy, right. Daddy. Yeah, fine. Yeah. I, I won't. I, I mean, won't apologize because I'm not. I'm not apologizing for him doing his job, right? But uh, I will buy a Ben Davis shirt. Yeah, but if he does, you, you also have to come on the podcast and 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 talk about your true feelings about how Pochettino let, let you down and he wasn't really your dad and and uh, you, you hate him and he's he's he destroyed your formative years. Well, that doesn't do anything for anyone. I'll, I'll buy a Ben Davis shirt and I will. Uh, uh, or I'll go to White Hart Lane with a Ben. Can I have your shirt sign? How about that? I like that. <laughs> what, what do you make of um, Romero's return to the to the first team? I love it, and I love him. It's, um, I mean, as Al alluded to, it's high risk. There's going to be games where they'll try and get in front of the striker, and he might get a shoulder, which will move him off balance. But I love the risk taking. It's very, very Spurs in the fact that he dares to do. Um, very high risk defender, but I just love watching him, and um, he just commands in a way that doesn't need a lot of um, bluster, doesn't need a lot of noise, doesn't need a lot of um, chest thump, and it's just does his job and just does it so cleanly. Um, I liked Conte's comments after the game about him and Sonny saying that they're not 100% fit, but we want to give him minutes, and um, you know he had cramp, I think, so he came off early, but love him. Um, I think he will be the jewel in Paratici's crown, hopefully. If he continues to play to his potential, we also have to sign him, right? He's on loan. Oh yeah, <laughs> there, there is that. But he's ours. I'm, I'm going to presume he's ours. No, he's definitely ours. Of my mental health. Yeah, he's definitely ours. It's just we have to pay forty-seven million pounds to make him ours forever. And that's fine. I mean, you know, talk about buying players and Klarna now. You know what I mean? Have you ever bought anything on Klarna? <laughs> <laughs> well, so it's like spreading the cost across many months. Yeah, it's like it's like the old um, Janet Fraser and you know all those catalogues. You just pay over a certain amount of time, so we're buying players and Klarna, but it's all good. I wonder if we'll ever return to a time where it's it's just buying players for what they're worth and just hoping they work out, rather than. I think we've been burnt a little bit, like by Lacelso, because yeah. it, like he, he, his first three minutes, there was someone posted a tweet saying. They showed you the Spurs reaction after three months and said, one person said, can you ever imagine winning a game without the Celso in the side? We sign him, everybody, apart from Alex, almost every other Spurs fan wanted him to sign. He signs and then his career sort of talented in the way it did at Tottenham. He was good. I've got got a very short monologue about it all because... um, Dombelli and the Celso are joining the same window and... um, then Don Belly, he joins Tottenham and then the lockdown happens and I probably had a massive effect on him because we've had players from the French League before and you know they regularly go back home to their mates. Now, imagine being a lockdown where you can't even go back home to see your friends, you're a bit homesick, your form suffers. And 
it's hard to kind of underestimate that really um the Celso did have a few good months um during lockdown for about two three month period and then the lockdown happened and then when he came back from the lockdown it didn't didn't work so well for him it's just but hang on did you see Conte allude to something about a 2019 summer window did you see it for level Alex what what specifically are you talking about about, about I think mistakes after, yeah that's it about mistakes and I think he kind of um it's a bit cryptic about that window because um, three of the four are out on loan now. And they probably thought those are mistakes in the past. Yeah, yeah, well, I, I know what you're talking about. We talked about it on the um, uh, on, on on the Five Statements podcast and the preview yeah. podcast on on Patreon. Is it, I, I mean, when you looked at it originally, the first thing you 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 thought when Conte said that this was a strange transfer window was that he was talking about us selling five or four first team players. But yeah. what he was clearly alluding to is the fact that we bought those players that they weren't good enough in the first place. And it's a strange window that we have to sell those after so recently buying them. And I think that it, it came soon after Hitchin left the football club as well. Yeah, um, there's something in that. Yeah. We've got to buy more English-based players, though. But well, Just buy whoever Conte wants and sell whoever was, Conte there, wants. Just do whatever there, whatever he wants. There is that, but buying players from other leagues, is this a settling-in period? And... You know, Kulisevsky and Bentenko, they're not... I think next season we'll see the best of them. And I mean, hopefully they'll help us in the fight for fourth place. I just wish we looked more... Maybe the low, maybe the mid to lower half of the Premier League or even Championship, just for players who might settle in quicker. But hopefully that, that strategy changes, that we have these... That Premier League players supplement the foreign talent that we're buying. Do you, that do, you, do you not think Conte's... Um, pit before, like in, in the last three or four days... With both hands pinned Bentacor and Kulisevich down onto the ground and by the throat and gone, fucking settle in quick. <laughs> absolutely, mate. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. That's I mean, what it takes. They, <laughs> guess they get a bit of fish and chips in those seasoning. Don't fucking complain. Eat that shit. <laughs> and then they're not yeah. eating it. It'd be like, you know, they'd just be shoving their face in the plate. Fucking eat this, you can. <laughs> just, just grabbing Bentacor's head. Bounding it off the table. <laughs> Fucking settle Bosh. in, you prick. He did settle in well. Like, I know we talked a bit, a bit at the beginning, yeah. but out of the two, and uh, we're not judging anyone. And this, but the performances of both players in, their, in that game against Brighton wasn't representative of what they're going to do at Spurs, either good or bad. But uh, Bentacore did look like he was, um, looked like a sort of Beckenbauer-esque, I thought. I wanted him, I mean, the 2018 World Cup, I remember him and Torreira for Uruguay, and Arsenal signed Torreira, and I thought, why wouldn't you have gone for Benton? He looked a better player in that World Cup. And um, Yeah, you talked about it. What, what, did you, what did you see? What did you think about him when you, when you saw him back then? I thought he was a very tidy player. I thought we could have taken a punt on him. I'm not, I wasn't sure if he was already in Italy at that time, but it's a very tidy player. And obviously, since then, I've not really, don't really followed Serie A, so I haven't really watched him since, but I thought he was a player we could have done with what, four years ago now. It's crazy to think that's four years ago. And just a tidy player. And um, I arrived, I, sat, I was at my seat early, don't usually do that. And I just watched him in the warm-ups and I could see the way he was doing the rondos and all like that. He's, that he's a baller, you know I mean? The way, the way he caressed the ball, you know, his body, his body shape when making a pass, I could see that he's, you know, that he's a player. And I really, really hope he settles in and I really hope he does well for us because it's a lottery, really. We don't know how he's going to settle to the Premier League. He might end up getting four red cards this season it might make Alex happy but we can't have someone who we want to start games being suspended all the time so hopefully he finds a fine balance between not getting booked 
that'd be a success. If you think about it, though, we've had like in players that will do what he's there. I mean, he's there to 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 disrupt and then start plays. Yes, you know, in in essence. And if you think about those types of players that we've signed, <clears throat> we've had some good luck with some of those. You know, Palacios. You know, uh, the way they started, at least. You know, people like Palacios, Wanyama, you know, Sandro, Sandro. I suppose to a certain extent. We've we've done all right when we've had uh, with. I think over overall, if you look at the kind of the the graph of the type of performances we've got out of players in similar roles, I think we've we've done all right in the past, and hopefully it'll be another one. But yeah, he just looks he looks a level above what we've got there at the moment, and that's all you can ask for. No one's asking him to be you know winning winning Ballon d'Or. It's to be an improvement about over what we've got, and I think that is exactly what he is. Exactly, and and they'll start games as well. I mean, the players we got rid of. Um... The players who various parts of the fan base would have liked to start games, but these two guys will be will be playing, having minutes, which is yep. better than what the four who left would have done. Indeed, that's 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 a great point. It's something we've been banging on about since since they left. We've got Southampton on Wednesday and then Wolves at home on Sunday. And looking at the sort of the form we've had in the Premier League has been mustard since Conte's turned you know joined the football club. But uh, a win against Southampton and a win against Wolves, which is not guaranteed. It's no like I think the level of expectation is increasing at Spurs, which is always dangerous. It's always a little bit of a worry. But if we can beat Southampton and beat Wolves, especially Wolves, would be a much more impressive result. But I shouldn't say that actually. If we can win both games, how? What's your level between expectant and excited now? In terms of what getting fourth? Yes. Um, I'd like to think I'd like to think that we're favourites. I, I, I expect us to get fourth now because I think so. That, that's Manchester what I was asking. United, the expectation is it? Uh, I don't think that's a bad like. But, no, but, but under Pochettino, it was just excitement. It wasn't expectation. It was excitement, and now now it's. Expectation. Yeah, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I mean, once once we were up and running, you know, getting you know finishing third and and fourth was I think is what we expected. I think for the most part, um, this is, but this has to what you have. That's, we have a manager that deals with that. Now we have one of the best managers in the world. We should, you should be expecting, um, good stuff. You know, it's, it's, but he's in a position where you can expect that stuff. And then, but if it doesn't quite happen and we finish fifth by a couple of points, no one's going to be calling for his head. So we're in a good position. There's no need to worry about it. It's not going to get into that to that position. Our, our more worry is that he'll walk away from us. Well, that's which it. Is, that's, that, that's the other thing, isn't it? It's a weird, weird one. Where it's, it's, we're not expecting in the same way that we expected Poch uh, to deliver. We're not. It's a different relationship with Conte for some reason, isn't it? It's not. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I'm not. When I say I'm expecting us to get fourth, I'm expecting us to get fourth because of because of Conte. I'm not expecting us to get fourth because, oh, we have a fantastic squad. It's there. You know, as long as he's half capable, we should be getting fourth. What are you talking about? I'm expecting to get it because of how good he is. And I think Manchester United's issues run deeper than than anything that they can probably it fix. Seems like a complete you know, shambles at their football club, doesn't it? So it's, it's not just... Yeah, I think, I, I, think we should, I think we should be getting fourth. And I think we will get fourth. I think we have the manager for it. The, the lack of... What we might lack in a few percentage points in squad compared to Manchester United, I think we more than make up with when it comes to our manager. Do you, me- do you remember when we were linked with Ragnick in the summer? And uh, I didn't know much about him then. I must admit. Sorry, 
I didn't know much about him then. I was pretty quiet on I that. Mean, I still don't know anything about him, but in my head at the time, it was like, yeah, that's good, good, that's good, that's progress, that's what we need, someone like that, professor of football. Um, but it just seems like a complete shambles, and it just shows you how uh, thin the glass is that you stand on when 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 you're supporting fo- uh, your football club because you, it's it's you got you got uh, over there you got uh, a manager who's doesn't have a great wealth of or a great level of experience managing a, a, fo- a football club at the level of Man United. I think Leipzig was his his biggest club, and he did all right there, but no better than Hasenhutl, if I remember rightly. Um, and then inside their squad, you know, like twelve months ago, you'd be looking at their squad thinking that there's there's no issue there at all. And it, maybe it's about how how good Solskjaer did in hiding all the issues and getting what he did out of that side. But it's just it's, it's a club the size of Manchester, Manchester United oh. being in the shambles that they are, just shows you how, like I said, how how, how thin the ice can be at times. They will get they will get there though. The the the, the issue is you can they are doing better. Um, they are they are the, the state of the play and the way they play football is getting more and more like how he wants them to do. So they they're gonna come they're gonna come on strong towards the end of the season. And when you've got players like Ronaldo, they'll win games that they have no right to win. You know, based on the performance that they put into those games. So um, the good thing is, I think their running is a lot tougher than ours. I think you know they've they've, they've still got a lot of you know everyone around them still to play. Um, whereas we might be finished with that come a couple of months, I think, before the end of the season. So. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm genuine. I'm excited and expectant. I don't think you know if we get fourth, it's gonna. It, 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 we need it really to really push on next year under this manager. But if we don't, I also don't think it's the absolute end of the world either. T, you remember the conversations we had when Conte joined? It wasn't about finishing fourth. It was about sort of building a, a foundation for us to to kind of launch ourselves from. But now it feels like fourth should be the minimum we we should require. Well, yeah, I mean, it's like like we said the other day. The chances there now. When we were talking about the transfer window, the, the the fact is that that spot is there, waiting for someone to to just grab it by the bollocks, and that needs to be us. T. You know what? You asked earlier on how we felt about Conte, and it feels like with every press conference he gives, I just feel more of an affinity with him. You know, he says, "I'm not here to get fourth, but I'm here to win the league." You know, I'm here to. Bring trophies to Tottenham, not, not about getting fourth place. I think we were even asked a question about and on about fourth place, but realistically, it's the best we can really hope for this season. And with regards to the Wolves game, I think we've only beaten them once at home in like 15 years. Fuck, correct me on that. that but oh, we, never beat, we never beat them at home. I mean, to be fair, they've been in the Championship for a lot of that time, but we got Doherty now. Them. We got Doherty. Yeah. He, he used to kill us. He used to absolutely fucking kill us. Yeah, he'll, he'll he'll give us some information on that. But we never seem to beat them at home. I remember they beat. Remember them beating us at Wembley. They beat us under Mourinho. So at home. So I think winning that game might be a little bit of a psychological. I mean, maybe the players aren't even aware of the the record against Wolves at home. But um, that would be a big deal if we win those two games at home. Because as I've alluded to, the Burnley game's been rescheduled um, for a couple of weeks from now. And we've got Leeds away, I think Man City away. So if we win those two home games, it will bring us into those away games in a very, very good state. Um, just, fourth is up for grabs. Just, I think just before you get onto that, I just want to pick you up on what, what you said about Wolves being in our minds, right? Do you reckon Bentacle, when he was signed, and uh, Conte says, like, how's your mental state? You haven't played much football. You know, we rate you, we want to bring you here. 
and he was like, I, gee, I do want to sign for you, but fuck, I just realised you're playing Wolves in a couple of weeks. Like, should, I, should I wait till the summer? Or <laughs> exactly. I... He has, he has like nightmares about Kenny Miller and Henry Camera, you know. Um, <laughs> all those Wolves legends. Carl Henry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, no. Carl Henry, him. <laughs> you know, him, him crunching him in the middle, you know. I don't know if I, I, don't know if I can play Steve Ball. He had Steve Ball's poster on his wall. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love Steve Ball. When he came in, yeah. he went to, with Jamie O'Hara, you've heard of him, yeah. He played for Wolves once, didn't he? Yeah. Huddleston. Yeah. I don't manage them as well, see? Bit of history. Ryan Ricketts as well. 72 euro for cup final. Oh, it's all there. It's all there. All there. But, um, yeah, no, I think those two wins would, would set us up. And as for Conte, I just feel that he is <coughs> just, just, I just feel of Conte is just the truth. I mean, today, I mean, throughout my working career, I've never really cared much about the companies I've worked for. I mean, I don't care about, what does I care about the company per se that I work for now? But now I've got more of an interest in what they do, whether it be, um, you know, whether it be different projects and stuff. So right now they're talking about mentoring, and I normally give these calls a miss, but this one had um, a bit of um, it's racial equality week, and black senior staff, they're doing a talk, like, you know, how they've made it up the ladder. And I listened to it, and I thought, you know, this is actually quite inspiring. I thought, you know, um, I don't have any ambitions of being a CEO or anything, but it gave me that extra 10%. And where this relates to Spurs is that Conte walks in and thinks, you know what? This is this is what winners do. And he talks to them about how he won the league at Chelsea, at Inter. And that's got to sink into the players' minds. Because you know what, yeah? I He had Costa, didn't he, at um, Chelsea? I believe he won the league, if I might have that wrong. Feels right. Feels right. Feels right. Yeah. But he had these players and he thought, you know what? I'm going to make these players into champions. And he did. And the players now have got to be thinking... Same after every session, I've got to be thinking, you know what, this guy, I want to fucking run through walls for him. I mean, um, you mentioned earlier on about Kulisevsky, the articles about him, and um, it seems like him and Conte can have great synergy because he wants to suffer for Conte, and um, I love that. it can't help you can't help but be excited. I know, I know it's bollocks, and, and Alex, you 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 must love that as well. When you hear a player you're, uh, uh, that, that belongs to your football club that wants to suffer to better himself while he belongs at your club. Maybe not suffer for Tottenham, but suffer suffer to become better while he's at Spurs. That's, that's got to be music to your ears, isn't it? It's almost like yeah, I love it. we could just bring just... back the passion update, couldn't we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let's do that. Um, yeah, uh, it's good. It's David Goggins would, would love that attitude. <laughs> yeah. Who's yeah. going to come with the boots? <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, that was... It, I think I just what T said about every time he hears Conte's kind of press conference, like you feel like more trust for him each time. You're like, all right, take care, take it, take it. You look, you look after everything. You take the take the kids. You can you can take them out. I don't. You don't need to tell me where you're going. I, I trust you now. So it, it just feels more comfortable. And you know, and just going back to that fourth, I'm just looking at the table now, right? So last when we got fourth in 2019, that was 71 points. So say we need 72, right, to make sure a fourth-place fourth football, which I think, looking at the points, is probably there about. That means we need 36 points. So we can afford to lose. So that means we need to win 12. If we win, Even if we win 12 out of the next 18 games, so we can afford to lose another six games this season and still get fourth if we do it properly. So wow. that we should be there or thereabouts. And, and, and you know when Kulisevic has said, 
that you know the the training regime under Conte, albeit only after three sessions, was unlike anything he did in Italy, specifically under um, Allegri and and Pirlo. That 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 for me gives us the advantage on what you might be seeing at Arsenal, where you saw the video last week of Lacazette absolutely fucking humiliating his manager. Like they were playing, what's the game out where you got you got a ring of footballers and then there's one in the middle trying to stop the ball being passed. It's like a rondo. Well, rondo. we just used to call it. A, we just used to call it a pass by. I don't know whatever. So there's all sorts of names for it. Yeah, or a rondo or a pass by, whatever it might be. And 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 Lacazette was screaming at, <laughs> at Arteta, saying like, "Move, move!" That's his manager. He's berating. He's belittling his manager. And this is after all the other players are left. So what were they saying about him? My point is, is that so much about what happens on the football pitch happens on the training ground and the messages that a manager is giving to the players. And that might give us four points in a season, maybe more, six points. And if it does, and we've got that in our locker and our players are all in on what Conte is saying, then I think we could win the league. (laughs) But you know, you it's know, what next else, season, though, I mean, boys, next season, you never know. Absolutely, and the thing with um, Arteta is that he's very young, and I know we don't like to say it. Now, Arsenal are a massive club, and you need to have a big character to manage a club of that size. And and Spurs are similar now. We can't have someone like Nuno or even an Arteta managing Spurs because. You need to have that power of character for people to buy into what you're saying. A lot of people talk about the managers are tactical, but they have to make the players believe in their plan. And you need to have a certain level of gravitas. And I feel that Conte has even more gravitas than I ever dreamed he'd have. Because obviously, I knew about his reputation, but I never watched him that closely. But seeing the press conferences, seeing the things that he says, is just and the, and the way the players are purring over him. I mean, Kulisevsky said many nice things about him, but also Harry Kane talks about the... Um, the level of, you know, improvement he's had since Conte's come. So it's a beautiful thing. Things are bright at Spurs. I mean, in spite of um, people complaining about maybe the non-action of the last window, I'm I'm fairly happy about where where Spurs are. We're, we're moving in the right direction. I think um, Arteta's a bit of a millennial, isn't he? He's just a little bit like he's just a little bit. You know, I mean, we all need to be open-minded, but he's a little bit. But we think uh, he could manage a Brighton, but not. What's not wrong with millennials? I don't know. It just they bump their fannies a lot, don't they? But the uh, yeah. with um, with Conte, it's like a boomer, and I'm not saying one's better than the other. It's just that if you want to have a straighter, you'd rather have the boomer in your corner than the millennial. <laughs> okay, because uh, Conte got... made two wear boxing gloves, didn't he? What's that? Conte made two of his players wear boxing gloves and fight each other. I love that. That happened. <laughs> Do that more. Do that, that more. And put that it up in every club. Put it on Spurs TV. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Who do you think would beat everyone? Oh, who would win out of like yeah, if you if you go and toe to toe at Tottenham. Go on. Sorry, what was that? Then Dyer would smash everyone. Yeah, I was about to say Dyer. Who would be you the never worst? Never know a Bergvine, though. Who would be the worst? If Brian Hill's not Brian there, no, he's not there anymore. So, <laughs> but, uh, but Bergvine could dig. He just gets it. He's like more like Tyson. It's like bobbing and weaving. He could. He could get he's in like there. Balrog. I think Winks would struggle. If yeah, he would. If there was like a, a knockout competition of everybody, 
Who would your top three be? I, I, I think we all agree that Dyer would be there. Hoybier. Yeah, he'd walk forward. And, Cut, cuts all over his Dave. face. Cuts all over his face, but he'd walk forward. Yeah. Ben Dave, Davies. Hoybier and, uh, and Gentle Ben. Bergvine. You like Bergvine, do you? Because of the legs. Look at the finger boxers. They all have massive legs. And Bergvine's legs are massive. No one else has got massive legs. <laughs> ben Tanker for a tall cunt. His legs are massive. Did you see, see uh, Bergvine's... Uh, Unfortunate misspelling of a tattoo that's on his body forever. Because it's blood yeah. thicker than water. Oh my God. The, the blood was in red as well. I was like, oh, fucking hell, mate. Someone needs to be around him. Someone be around him. You <laughs> blood is white, mate. Blood is fucking white. It's coloured red. <laughs> Tell him. It's not, it's not that. I'm not making that point. It's just <laughs> surely someone around you can spell. Um, I don't know. Alex, you'd have had trouble with that in the past based on our interactions. What spelling? Well, you just thought. What was you? I think you, your your exact words were grammar is for pussies. Well, I, I do believe that. Yeah, yeah. And it's, me, it's and me saying millennials you, bump their fannies, and and you saying grammars for pussies is what well, I'm worse here. No, what I'm saying is 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 the the absolute fuss made over it when you're typing in a WhatsApp group. Is, <laughs> I, I'm not writing a thesis. This isn't going out in public. I'm writing. To, I'm writing to other people that are discussing the same wanking situation. That we're all involved in. <laughs> On that note, like, to me, spelling when putting an I before an E doesn't really fucking matter, does it? <laughs> it doesn't really. No, it's funny. Uh, Reb is happy. Sends in the questions. If you had to trade Cox with another member of the Fighting Cock, who would you pick? Ricky. Well, no, no. So, so can I just stop you there? Because Ricky's is the only penis that I've seen several times, and I haven't seen anyone else's on the Fighting Cox. And I'm just going to stop you and say you wouldn't. What? Well, we've all seen yours. No, you haven't. Uh, yes, we have. What? When? You you sent it to the group one morning just because we said just because you fancied it. It was one of your Saturday morning japes. <laughs> really? You've seen my? Oh, I've got to stop remembering this shit. What else I have I deleted seen? it when I saw it? All sorts what? of stuff. I I see. Hang on a minute. You, I sent you a picture of my member and you deleted it. I said you must have deleted it when you realised what happened. Hmm. I didn't see it. I don't think it happened. I think Alex is just talking no, shit. No, it definitely happened. I can't... It's I can't something you do. Yeah. Well, um, I, I'm not ashamed of it. It's not like... I'm not... You were, I, I, all I know is you were lying down. I remember that. No, you're, that's why. nonsense. That's absolute nonsense. You're making no, it was like up. in bed. It was like in the morning. Like, you'd just woken up. Really? I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm sure of it. Actually, you might have, might have been when you went to Croatia, actually. Uh, yeah. I think you went to, think you went to a toilet actually. to get a picture of yourself. Yeah, but that, 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 I wasn't lying. But no, that, that was that was a joke between mates. That wasn't like a showing, look at my member. That was me. No, like, yeah, I'm not saying that you, would, that you were like, boys, boys, check this out. I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> so I was going to ask, was, like, was I shy or proud in this in this photo? Uh, I don't know, we couldn't see your face. I've got I've got a name for Ricky's Winky, and I'm just wondering. I'm just ringing him up now to see if he he answers oh. and I can ask him. Uh, just to be good in front of his kids whilst they're eating dinner. Hi. Hello, Rick. Hi. The kids are not around, are they? No, they're not. Okay, I've got well, a question for you. Right, okay, go for it. Um, so on the pod, we've got a question from Reb is Happy. He says, if you had to trade Cox with another member of the Fighting Cock, who would you pick? Yeah. Uh, have you got immediate reaction to that? Um, I would probably go with Case. Okay. Because um, he works out, he's tall, he just looks like... Um, Steroids, though, isn't it? You reckon? Yeah, come on, look at his body, he's definitely got steroids in 
Yeah, yeah, he's tall though, so he still he still could be packing. I reckon he has got a piece. But what? what the, I, so Felonius said that it was uh, he he would pick you, and I said, well, I, out of every member of the Fighting God podcast, yours is the only one I've ever seen several times. Yeah, that's true. It's true, isn't it? Um, can I just? I, I said I had a name for yours. Uh, would you repeat it for me? No, I'm not going to repeat it for you. Uh, you, you, are you recording, yeah. by the way? Yeah, you're on the pod. Brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> say it. No, I'm not, I'm, I, I am not going to say it. Say it. I'll, I'll leave that for you to uh, say. <laughs> Do you know what? I um... what, what, just, just tell me the first two letters. The, the first letter and the second letter are both words. That's what you have to say. Uh, B, L. <laughs> so I know what you call it. <laughs> T, what do we call it? Shoelace. No, the black lace. That's what it's called. Black lace. Oh, I was just, I was, I was just amazed by how, how like, th- like thin and long it was. Uh, I, I'm, I'm pleased uh, we, that uh, we, we you're saying the word long, not yeah. really the, the thin bit, but um, well, I haven't. Yeah, it's, fine. it's fine. It's fine. Do you know what? As well, I, I was, I was looking for some photos the other day, and I came across our. I think it's Andalek. Okay, that's enough. That's enough. That's enough. That's enough. enough. Bye, Rick. Bye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. I cannot believe you've called him up and mugged him off like that. That's not In his own home. It's not mugging him off. What, What, cutting him off at the end and then asking him to reveal names about his penis colour and he said he's got a thin penis? You said he's got a thin penis and then you've cut him off. I said long as well. I said long as well. (sighs) Also, he was about to reveal something that was embarrassing for me. There you go. There you go. So I cut him off. What, 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 I started this podcast. I've got to have some control over what goes on, what goes out, what people hear. <laughs> what do you want, Alex? <laughs> Nothing, mate. No, exactly. exactly. Just happy to be involved. The answer is windy. The answer is windy. Why? There was no chance that he isn't absolutely wedged down there. Yeah, but I'll tell you what now. He has done some some unspeakable things with it. And that I am convinced. I agree with you too. I dread to think what he's done. Like it's always, the, you know, the quiet, kind guys are all the ones that. You know, that, that, that badness has got to come out somewhere, and it doesn't come out of any of his personality or his voice. Where so is it going? Where, where is it going? From. That's the thing. It, where is it going, Alex? It's like in the Green Mile, except it doesn't come out of his mouth. It comes out of his <laughs> cock. <laughs> but like a black mist comes out of his cock. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you, uh, you say, Alex, who would you pick? <laughs> Probably Bardi. God, it's riddled, isn't it, though? Clean, though, isn't it? It, it would be clean. Yeah, I see him scrubbing it with Dettol every two nights. He takes care of himself. Yeah. Uh, I've lost it. I've clicked on the link in my excitement and lost the question, so I'm going to have to get them back very shortly. Uh, we're, we're really close to the end, Alex. You'll be you know, happy to, to hear. Um, but Mark Cucurella... I'm just going to put this out there. I was really impressed with his display yesterday. I've never seen him or heard of him before now, before that game, rather. Um, could he replace Ben Davies? Is he physical enough? I know he's tiny. He's like five for eight, but on the ball, I thought he was... Damien Reggion. No, C- C- Brighton's Cucurella. But wouldn't he replace Reggion and not Davies? Didn't he play on the, 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 when he was in the back three? He played on, on the left-hand side. I thought he'd done really well. I thought it was a wing-back with um, Lamptey. Would you take him as a wing-back over Regrion? <laughs> take him over Sessignon. Would, would you take him? Would you want to bring him into Spurs? Over Sessignon, yeah. yeah I like Sessignon a lot, but 
He's a work in progress, isn't he? I'm sick of Sessignon. He's a millennial. The Generation X, Flav. Stop calling people millennials. Who cares? Yeah. Who cares? All right, mate, I'm, I'm insulting groups term. of... Huh? I'm, I'm, I'm using the term if you can't use it properly. But I'm insulting... I'm, I'm making really bigoted comments uh, across a wide grasp of people. It's not It's not that deep. Okay, you're right. Go on. Track on. All right, okay, fair enough. We've got some more questions. Uh, Jemiah Jackson, he says, I'm relatively new, four years, Spurs fan in America, and I've only now realised my local football club, the Co-Rapids, is owned by Cronky. Do I, bur- do I burn my Rapids gear? What yep, do you... What, I want to know if Flav knows what the name of that team is, because it's not Co. Sorry, Colorado Rapids. Is that what you're asking? Oh, yeah. Okay, good. Excellent. Apologies. Mug you Apologies. Work. Well done. Apologies. Well, I have, in a way. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, Arsenal fans absolutely hate Cronky, so carry on with it, I reckon. I think is the answer to that. Agree. Uh, I had the same problem when I was picking an NBA team. Do you remember, T? I wanted to go with the old Nuggets, didn't I? But then I found out that's another one of Cronky's crew. I couldn't, his, couldn't bring myself to it. He's got his fingers in so many orifices, would not he? What was you saying, T? Yeah, he does, is it? <coughs> so who do you follow now then, Alex? Uh, Lakers, just because I got the top. Oh, fair enough. I think it's a fucking shit sport. Um, I think every sport is shit apart from yeah. cricket. Cricket's a good sport. That's a cricket. Good, that's a good old man sport. A good, 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 solid gentleman sport. English gentleman, if anything. Good sport. Um, uh, Stephen Tilly says, should Spurs be aiming for fourth, uh, fourth place? Olympians are aim for gold and is happy with bronze, with Conte, a team of national captains and international players. We should be aiming for first. And if falling short is still Champions League, aiming for fourth and falling short isn't good enough. You are onto an absolute world of misery, if that's what your mindset is. Exactly. <laughs> this is not going to end well club. for you. <laughs> <laughs> this is not going to end well for you at all. I mean, I like the attitude. I mean, I, I hope the, the players and the managers are feeling this way. But um, yeah, let, the, let them feel this way. <laughs> don't you do it, mate? That's not on us, is it? That's not on us to feel that way. We can't. For the sake of your mental health, mate, just 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 move away from that idea. It's good to want to aim high, but um, sometimes you've got to do baby steps and do it about stuff that you can actually have an effect over. Exactly, because you've got no control over what Spurs do. So having that have such a grip over you is not a good thing. So don't do it, guys. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just try and enjoy it. Enjoy the journey. And maybe it'll end up with we'll finish first. And if it does, how amazing would it be if you didn't expect it? Like if you, when you were a kid at Christmas and you knew what you were getting on Christmas morning every year, it would be shit. But if you were surprised once in a while by, you know, anything other than a cheese sandwich, which is what I had as a kid, then you'd, uh, you know, you'd be, you'd be happy. Um, Ivan said, Skip and Bentacore is the correct midfield, isn't it? Is it? Oh, I hope so. I hope is that, is so, that what you yeah. want to see? Yeah, that's what I'd like to see. Yeah, uh, I'm. I'm all right. I've. I've. Me and Winks. We. Winksy and I have made up now, so, um, I don't mind that being swapped about every. You know, depending on who the opposition is. Uh, but if it was going, if it was going to be a two, then that's who it should be. Yes. What about you, T? What do you think? Uh, I don't really have an um, an agenda against Hoybier, so either or. If you have an agenda against Winks, 
I did, but he's doing all right now. So <laughs> I feel a bit empty. I've got, I've got no one left to hate. I, I mean, Ben Davies and Winks are doing bits. So, but isn't this the best way to follow your football club and the players that play for you? Is that if they prove you wrong, fucking great. I've got, I don't hate them well, anymore because I'm not sad that Winks and Davies are semi competent, and even Davison Santos, I didn't hate him, but the fact he's looking like a defender is is a good thing. But I feel that Skip Hoybier or with Benton Core is fine. I mean, I'm fine with either of them alongside him. And hopefully, you know, next season we get um, Saar and hopefully he settles in and got a decent midfield there. Uh, did he play for Senegal? I he don't believe much, he no. played any minutes for Senegal, no, but okay. there was another trophy in our cabinet. <laughs> yeah. If he if he had played, they definitely wouldn't have won because of Spurs. Um <laughs> Uh, Dan the man, he know. says, thanks, thanks to us, do Leicester now actually get battered everywhere they go? That oh, was beautiful. an unbelievable game of football. Wasn't it? It was. They got absolutely, not just like, oh, in. For- Forrest's first goal came a little bit out of nowhere, but they they were absolutely, like, no luck whatsoever. There was no, like, <laughs> oh, that was a tough break or that ball could have bounced anywhere. They got absolutely battered. Outplayed as well. Forest were incredible. It was a great game. I loved it. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it as well. What, what did you? What, 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 what do you feel about Leicester? And does it? Do you take great pleasure in them losing now? Uh, I take pleasure in um, Rogers losing because um, his reaction, his face after the game, he took no responsibility for it. Just blamed the players. So there's some players here who think they're top players, but they're not. I'm like, hmm, okay, mate. You were mm, to you be fair, over he them when they were doing well. Before though, and he done his press conference the, the day before, saying that there was there needed to be a bit of a rebuild in the summer. I think he was probably going on that. And to be honest, I, I agree. But I'm not a massive fan of Rogers, but I agree with him. I agree with him as well. Like. It can't be Brennan Rodgers' fault that, you know, they lost that, that game to Spurs, for example. Like, Tillerman's given the, the ball away like that, you know, straight from the centre circle. And that first half hour, there wasn't anything tactical about it. They just, they froze. They got, they got hit that first goal and then just froze. And I think they were drawing some parallels. I can't remember who I was listening to do on, today on the radio, but they were trying to draw parallels to kind of Spurs having, you know, Pochettino saying about a painful rebuild and all the rest of it to, to where Leicester are now. And I was thinking, fucking hell, Leicester... You know, all right, they've won an FA Cup, which is more than we've done over that time. But, you know, if it's not, you know, we were consistently good for three years, you know, before this painful rebuild. They've had a good, you know, 18 months, maybe. Not even that. Well, they, they, they won the league. I don't think their then... have been there that long as well. I mean, they've probably got maybe one, two survivors from that league winning side. So it's not yeah. like they've been together for ages. Exactly. That's very odd. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, I mean, they've, they've, they've done incredibly well. They, the, the, the last four or five years that they've experienced will probably be the very best that the Leicester fans will ever ever experience and and that's my issue with them is that they are they have come for us and you know granted there was a couple of songs we sung when we were chasing them in the Premier League and that um Harry Kane posted that picture of the Lions but that was it it didn't it didn't warrant the Four years of hate that they've aimed back at us. They fucking won. Like, have a bit of dignity. And, and actually, I don't they've got no rivals. I mean, that, that game on Saturdays is about as close as they get, really, in terms of, like, geographical rivals. Yeah. They got, they're got just clinging on to anything they fucking can. And you know, now that's gone up in their face. So I'd love to see them down, though, wouldn't you? Yeah, just, absolutely. Like, disappear forever. Um, <clears throat> this is a good question uh, from uh, Loris Bastard. Wow, he's come to that. <laughs> <laughs> Lord, 
it's bastard. I don't know why that's so funny. <laughs> it's just, it's, I mean, there are other letters in there, but essentially that's how it's pronounced. Loris Bastard. <laughs> He's a Spurs <laughs> fan. He says, would you let go of Son and Kane on a free to Arsenal in exchange for Conte staying at Spurs for five years? No. No. But what could Conte do over a five-year period? Exactly. Without those two players. Without those two players. Yeah, but look, he'd probably he'd, walk. No, but if he didn't, he's, it's guaranteed that he'd stay. So Kane, what? We, they asked you're not even, I thought he'd guarantee us like a, a, a Champions League or something, or, or a tro. All he's saying about is some dude staying in his job for five years. That's <laughs> yeah, not, yeah, but what can we do? <laughs> that is not good enough, bastard. <laughs> do better. I don't think we're going to achieve much about those two. <laughs> he... he he wants chaos, doesn't he, this geezer? His name, Laurie's Bastard. <laughs> he lives in a world where he contemplates these conundrums on a daily basis. I don't want to I be hope he's got a fancy pronunciation as well. Yeah. Uh, Bennett, he says, and this is the final question of the Fighting Court podcast this week, he says, who's better, mask cane or no ketchup cane? Ooh. And he scored one goal in the mask, didn't he? Or have I forgotten something? I, I think like he's talking about the cane era of that time, not not just those games where he had a mask on. No ketchup cane is is a better player, but yeah. good grief, we had some moments under mask cane. Well, mask cane is that, that we have that moment, don't we, against Arsenal with that curling shot and the White Hart Lane erupted in a way that I'd never experienced ever in my life. Whereas no ketchup cane is uh, he wanted to leave. <laughs> well, no, no, no. He was eating ketchup when. <laughs> let's be correct. He was eating ketchup when he wanted to leave. It was only after Conte came in and said no ketchup that. I think that we're getting hung up on the no ketchup thing. Conte's cane. If you swap the two out, mask cane. Yeah, well, go on, go on. See what explain. An epic mask cane is more excited. It's like um, you're still developing now. Now there's expectancy with cane, so we don't enjoy it as much. But when someone's on the up, there's that excitement, isn't it? You know, watching them each week. It's like when um, it's that start of a relationship, it's, isn't it? It's like Bale. It's I mean, exciting. Bale. Bale after the Inter game, that was exciting. But Bale under AVB was good. But his expectancy, so when he didn't score, there's a bit of disappointment. But when he was coming up, it didn't matter if he didn't score or not. And that's what it was like with Kane back then. If Kane had a bad game, it's fine. But now, I mean, before Kane scored that blinder against Brighton, we called him a cunt because he missed an easy chance just before it. That wouldn't have happened in the mask days, would it? <laughs> we, we did. We did. We did actually say like literally there, there was a. There was a chance that he, he shot and hit wide, I think, and we've said that was yeah. that had been guaranteed a goal. Three games later, now we're saying maybe maybe no ketchup cane is the one. Yeah, but you know what? Um, that's a great point that T makes because I remember when he was he was really starting to, to to get going, and I remember Flav saying on a podcast that if he's if he scores against Arsenal, I'm going to lose my shit because something's happening. That stays in my mind that bit, uh, and he did. He got those. Uh, it was the goal with the um, the tapping at the far post, and then the the amazing looping header from um, Bentaleb's cross, and that's that was even more exciting because, like, you were like, "Fuck, this is he is actually a real deal, this dude." Mm. Yeah, um, that, that was so, yeah. that was a wonderful period, wasn't it? The um, beautiful. It was it was it was superb. Like, I remember um, I was like, super hungover when uh, it would have been 2014, 2015. When we were playing in that kit with the yellow sort of strips, uh, yellow stripes, and and the the Bentaleb cross two cane that you mentioned out, and I was so hungover that I wasn't ready to deal with 
a North London derby. And I was lying in my pit. Quilt covers all over the place. And I just had... I had essentially had the, a laptop. And I had the quilt cover covering our goal. So that I didn't have to see or contemplate <laughs> anything that was happening down our end. Because I was like... <laughs> I'd, I'd done a lot the night before and I hadn't slept. And I just couldn't... Con- and all I was willing to accept was anything that was going towards the Spurs end. And uh, I think they went one nil up, which was particularly bad. I didn't see the goal. And then um, yeah, we yeah, Kane scored twice, I think, didn't he? He scored the the corner. Yeah. And then um, and that beautiful header, Ben Celeb cross. I, did, I don't know if you saw the goal earlier, but it was they they're putting it on um, on Tottenham socials for some reason. And um, Ben Celeb was the first player to celebrate with Kane. How how mad and how long and and how sort of seismic changes are over a certain seven period. years of the day. I think is that what it was on there? Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. All right, boys, anything to add? Anything else you want to comment on? Nothing, we... but I love you all. Love everyone listening. Yeah, be happy. Be good to each other. Be uh, be kind. Don't tweet fucking bullshit on Twitter. Or, or do, but no, actually, fucking don't. Don't do it. <laughs> Alex? Uh, I mean, I won't go that strong, but I'm, I'm fond of you all. Okay, what a lovely way to round it up. Boys, take care and up the spurs. Bye. Bye. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Clock. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Clock. A camel shut Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. 
It's easy. Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.